Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday, uh, December 27th, the first Monday of, uh, of this uh, after Christmas season and the last Monday of 2021 as we get ready to head into the new year. This will be the only day I'm with you this week as uh, taking off a few days, uh, celebrating anniversary. And so uh, with that, We've got Dave coming in in just a sec, but before we do, let me just remind you that uh, this time of year is a great time to get ready. If you're thinking about retiring in the next, oh, three to five years uh, or sooner, it's a great time to make sure that your core retirement design is set up so that you can have the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design visit and with that we've got dave coming up next point seven like it's the last trading week of the year on wall street why because all my newsletters are now popping up ads covering up the content saying hey give a gift this year subscribe yeah assuming it'll stay clear long enough to figure out what the sam hill is going on let's uh, check and see what wall street is doing your money after a long weekend we got philip statler on the line from statler financial services philip a belated merry christmas good to hear your voice this morning hey good morning to you merry christmas as we head into this uh, final year I mean, final year, final week of uh, of 2021. Yeah, I was going to say, you've got a very conservative outlook, but if you're calling this the final year, I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been an interesting year, but uh, it looks like the Santa Claus rally just started a little bit late. I was looking at things on fr on Thursday. Uh, markets were closed on Friday. It looks like they do the same thing for New Year's Eve. But the Dow closed up 197 points. NASDAQ closed up by 131 and a half. And the S&P only up 29 and a quarter. But we're less than 20 points away from an all-time record on the Standard & Poor's 500. Looks like Santa Claus came, but it was just a kind of quiet rally as we came up close to Christmas, doesn't it? Yeah, it really was, you know, because we had that those couple three days there where the market was tanking. And I think that uh, that took our attention and got us where we were kind of looking the other direction. So when it started creeping up, I, I don't think we really realized what was happening and how close we were getting back to the highs again. Yeah, really, when you and I were talking on Thursday, our attitude, well, wasn't bad, but it was, oh, well, here we go. So much for all the big gains this year. The market's all volatile, but... Yeah, when you look at the actual indexes, we aren't bad off. We're only going to be about 500 points away from an all-time record on the Dow at the opening. NASDAQ's got about, looks like about 1,500 to go, but that's still awful close to nosebleed territory given where, you know, given the direction we were heading at the beginning of last week and the, be and the end of the week before. Uh, things could be a whole heck of a lot worse to close the year out, couldn't they? Oh, definitely could. Oh, no doubt. We could have continued those down days till the end of the year and um and it would have definitely blown the santa claus rally for sure um, but if we can keep this trend going uh, even if it's just slightly green until we get to the end of the year um and then everything kind of resets and we look at numbers of the fourth quarter i think that's what's going to drive the the markets really in 2022 at least that first quarter yeah, they talk about momentum, and momentum counts for a lot. Talking about said momentum, 
pulled up some numbers for the holiday shopping season, and the uh, preliminary numbers, and this doesn't count the uh, rush for, de for December 26th through the 1st of January, obviously, when they do a lot of business, too, but holiday retail sales, excluding autos, up 8.5% year-over-year. Online sales rose 11% from a year ago. Apparel was up by like 29% over 2019, 47.3% over 2020. I mean, things are, we, we did not have a bad holiday shopping season at all, did we? No, it really wasn't bad at all. I mean, I'm looking at this number for holiday sales, um, not over year over year, but compared to pre-pandemic levels, and I'm, I'm really impressed. They said the holiday sales were up almost 11%, better than the 2019 holiday sales. So, hey, you got to think that um, that's really some good news for our economy. Oh, yeah, about the only fly that I can find in the ointment whatsoever is when you compare this year to 2019. In-store sales were only 2.4% ahead of 2019's holiday rush. It was 8.1% this year over last year, but 2.4% over 2019. E-commerce sales compared to 2019 up 61.4%. And if I ran a brick-and-mortar retailer, I'd be looking at those numbers and saying, okay, I'm happy with 2.5%, but, boy, do I see a tiger in the jungle, huh? Yeah, you know, if I'm a brick-and-mortar, i got to start thinking, what am I going to do? Because um, based on those kind of numbers, uh, you know, you got to wonder how much brick-and-mortar is going to be left and, and how much are they going to contribute to retail sales going forward. Oh, absolutely. And you can see it in the national advertising campaigns, that big campaign for Walgreens where they're talking about somebody having trouble fighting with gift wrap and whatnot. And she goes, oh, son of a... And then, barb, uh, somebody at Walgreens that she's ordered from electronically just drives through and somebody's meeting her at the curb. I mean, even the stores that are almost requirements brick and mortar, like drugstores, are now talking about, okay, how, how can I get into this electronic stuff? They may have to drive to me, but by gosh, we're going to do it on a cell phone if we humanly can, right? Exactly. That definitely seems to be the way of the future, and, and I think the pandemic has pushed us that direction even faster than we anticipated. Without a doubt. Goldman Sachs had a report out uh, over the weekend they put out. And I'll just read it, uh, looking ahead toward 2022. With labor demand red hot and enhanced unemployment benefits now expired, Goldman Sachs says they expect the unemployment rate during 2022 to return to the pre-pandemic 50-year low of 3.5% by the end of next year. But they still expect labor force participation to stay low. All those voluntary resignations and retirements are going to kind of put us under some pressure for labor force participation all the way through the year, according to those big guys. Yeah, and that's uh, you and I both know that's not good because we're both feeling it when we're trying to find uh, new team players to come to the team and, and be a part. Yeah, we need one. You need one. It's getting a little harder these days because if you got a job, you're hanging on to it these days. Uh, other headlines going out at the moment. The Consumer Electronics Show is a big holiday geek party out in California every year. It's supposed to start on Wednesday. Last year, they did it virtually. This year, they're going to do it in person, but we were kind of kicking it around before we went on the air. Uh, there's a lot of companies that are backing out for concerns with COVID. Remember, California is among the tighter states in terms of uh, testing, you know, you know, vaccine passports and all of that stuff. 
Microsoft this morning announced that they were pulling out of the Consumer Electronics Show as well. I'm kind of wondering if anybody's going to be there, huh? Uh, yeah, you know, that's when, when, when the big names start dropping out. Um, you you got to wonder how successful that's going to be as a show itself, really, you know, kind of um, highlighting what to, to expect over the coming years when it comes to technology. You know, flip gears just a minute here, Dave, because obviously we don't have any individual company stocks to talk about. But uh, with all the COVID stuff uh, kicking back up, um, airline stocks and cruise line stocks are getting beat up um, pretty big this morning. You know, you got airlines down one and a half to 1.8, almost 2%. And you've got cruise lines down anywhere from one and a half to almost two and a half percent down this morning. So as we continue to fight this Omicron variant, um, and some of that's not due to passenger levels, but it's due to staff. I know the airlines had to cancel flights because they didn't have the staff to run them, which is um, getting a little scary. Yeah, the conventional wisdom that I was hearing on the network news over the weekend is with all the ventilation and all the mask requirements on an airline, it's really not an unsafe place to be to get on a plane these days. Now the problem is the pilots are getting sick and they can't find people to fly the planes. Well, yeah, that and, and, and you know, the, just the other personnel, front desk personnel, the people to, to, to you know, to serve you your beverages and across the board, obviously you got to have a pilot, but, but you got to have the other people too. And so... I know uh, several airlines went to the CDC to see if they could change some of the requirements for those that are vaccinated who got it, if they could just be out five days instead of 10, because that would be, that would make a big difference for them. It put a big, uh, a lot of relief on the staff numbers. You were mentioning the cruise lines and we were talking before we went on the air of all my losers on the big loser list, all but one are either cruise lines or airlines. Carnival's down like 2.5%, Royal Caribbean down almost 2%, Norwegian down by over a percent and a half. And that might partially be staff. That also is expectations because the cruise line, unfortunately, to their detriment, was kind of the poster child for the breakout of the COVID pandemic when it first started a year ago. Yep, that's true. I remember people getting stuck out there, you know. And, uh, and, uh, and, and now, you know, Dave, we've got to start talking about not just a year ago, but we got to start about two years ago because two years in March will be when it really hit uh, here in the United States hard and heavy. Now you're right. We are talking about the two-year anniversary coming up in less than 90 days. That's kind of hard to swallow, isn't it? It really is. And it's definitely changed um, our way of life, uh, not just here in the United States, but across the world. Absolutely. Resetting the table this morning, we've got some good momentum, good retail numbers from the holiday travel season, expectations for a decent economy during 2022, and accepting travel stocks that have their challenge, by and large, mostly good news as far as expectations for the economy. It was an update on Thursday. We had three days off to digest all of this junk, 45 minutes before we open on the last week of the year. Where are we heading, Philip? At least right now, Dave, we are heading up when it comes to the indexes. The Dow is up um, about $83. That's not quite a quarter of a percent. S&P 500 is up uh, about 17. That's uh, about a little over a third of a percent. And then we've got the NASDAQ up about 74, not quite a half a percent. So things looking good on that front. Commodities front, not so good. But we got silver trading down a quarter of a percent. Still can't get over 23 again. An ounce gold, though, down about uh, 15 one hundredths of a percent. And they did cross over uh, that 1800 mark to $1,809 an ounce. Uh, so I finally, 
Yep. That's going to become a psychological barrier, isn't it? It really is. You know, when it's down below that, it's hard to boost back over it. Uh, we like to see it up over that number. Crude oil is heading down, uh, down a half a percent to $73.39 a barrel right now. I know we'd like it down lower than that, but uh, it, at least it's heading down. Absolutely. It's kind of in the neighborhood where it was when we talked on Thursday, though, if I recall. Overseas markets are a mixed bag pretty much across the board. They've got the same attitude we do. Don't know for sure what to expect. Uh, the Asian rim mixed. Uh, Hong Kong was up by a tinge. Everybody else was down by an equal tinge. Over in Europe, I got some up, some down, just frittering either side of the zero mark this morning. Philip, it's time to start talking about what to do in 2022 in an effort to try to stabilize your retirement and your tax planning. How do I find you to try to get a beat on where the risk is in my retirement? Dave, it's really important that people kind of get an idea of what that is. You know, when are they going to retire? What does that number look like for them? That's why we developed our core retirement design to help people really and truly design the retirement they always dreamed of. To do that, all they have to do is give us a call at 863-382-0037. And, uh, you know, they can join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM, Dave. All righty. And back again after the new year, because you're going to take an extended weekend in here for the New Year's weekend. So I'm going to wish you a very blessed and a happy new year. And uh, my greetings to everybody at Statler Financial Services with wishes for a happy new year. Thanks, Dave. Yep, the office is open. I'm not going to be there the rest of the week uh, celebrating our 40th anniversary, taking a couple days off. And uh, ushering in the new year. And so I wish everybody out there a happy new year. And I will see you guys and talk to you again on Monday. You didn't tell me that was why you were extending the week. <laughs> happy anniversary to both Thank of you, you. Philip. Thank you. Be well, my friend. Happy New Year. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler.